Love burgers and pizza. Wanna see me eat some? Can't get enough of that meat. Yum. Chili cheese fries and some Mr. Pib. I need tacos with a nasty dip. Pico de gallo, mayo or dryo. Hot sauce or barbecue straight from Ohio. Homemade poles, love fuck Boston Market. Junky blue cheese range into five star bread. Only one time. Hello and welcome to Bring a Plate. My name is Peter Taggart. And I'm Rebecca Shaw. I used my real name this time. I know. What's changed? Um, I just really want to be my authentic self. <laughs> yeah. Beck. Yes. Exciting. Back in the old studio. I know. <laughs> the old, old studio. Um, we're here at the Hillsong Conference yes. in Sydney, which I refer to as the old studio. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was wondering why you were calling it that. Um, <laughs> It's well, the, because <laughs> it's my old stomping ground. Yeah, it's where you learn to become a man. Oh, in more ways than one. Yeah. Um, but we're here. They hold these conferences every year. We're here. We're queer. Year. Get they love it. Used to it. <laughs> um, we're actually, we're outside. We're outside. I think it's at the Acer Arena. In Whoa, Sydney. that's massive. It's huge. So because it's the conference, they've got more people than might come usually. They've got people coming from across. The waters, yeah, the walking including mm. just Jasmine Bieber, Justin Bieber, <laughs> old Jazzy, Jazzy Biebs, Jazzy Biebs, <laughs> who rocked up to the conference the other day, and this is true yeah. in his Marilyn Manson Antichrist T-shirt. Oh my god! <laughs> Beck, we're here at the conference. What um, is the conference? They just like um, that. There's workshops, right? Um, it, it's funny because on the registration page um, where you go to sign up for the conference, mm-hmm. they have a few Bible quotes and there's uh, there's one here that I'd like to read. I think it's from, I can't say that, Isaiah. Let's just say it's from Paul. Uh, Paul <laughs> Barry wrote it. Um, and it says, Hey, all who are thirsty... <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> come to the water, are you penniless? Come anyway, buy and eat. Come buy your drinks, buy wine and milk. Buy without money, everything's free. I should mention um, the conference costs $350 <laughs> and you do have to buy your food extra on top of that. <laughs> Is that real? <laughs> yeah, that was an, that's real. $350. $350 for the Those conference. Fuckers. Do you know what you get included in that? Um, obviously a chance to see Juzzy Bees. Yeah. But as well as that, they hold like workshops. So you've got things like, um, I think one workshop is called Running a Local Sisterhood. Oh my God. Which sounds like something That's you would do for lesbian, free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's like, um, I only charge $250 for my <laughs> workshop to do that. So, uh, there's sessions, they call them sessions, <clears throat> uh, including worship, songwriting, stage uh, design, what? graphic design, TV and film, dance and photography. Is this the school from fame? <laughs> like, where's, like, worship's like one part of it. And you're worshipping Meryl Streep. Yeah. <laughs> No, there was there was a speaker that was meant to be speaking there, oh. but then he only appeared via video link, I think pre-recorded interview. And it was a very controversial pastor by the name of Matt uh, Driscoll. Um, 
Now, Matt Driscoll would be familiar to people who uh, often read Lindy West's column. She wrote a um, Worst Man Ever column about Pastor Matt Driscoll. He's from <laughs> that some was the week of... before yours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's got to get to all of us eventually. <laughs> and Matt Driscoll's are very famous for um, some of his quite sexist uh, preachings and sermons. Um, my favourite is... Uh, the time that he said this about women. He said, the first thing to know about your penis is that despite the way it may see, despite the way it may see, I suppose it's got one eye, it is not your penis. Ultimately, God created you and it is his penis. You are simply borrowing it for a while. Oh my God. Bring knowing, knowing that his, and his is always capitalized by the way, yeah, God's of penis. Course. Knowing that his penis would need a home, God created a woman to be your wife. And when you marry her and look down, you will notice that your wife is shaped differently than you and makes a very nice home. Now what I he's really saying. I really am so close to throwing up. What he's saying is women are penis homes. Now, I'm a feminist. So I've got to say that I think Penis homes deserve equal rights, equal pay. <laughs> equal I rights think- for penis homes, <laughs> equal rights for penis homes. <laughs> it's my favourite feminist chance. Um, um, I think, excuse me, Yeah, women are at least penis mentions. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I heard Sydney penis homes are so expensive, <laughs> unaffordable. Really Everyone's moving out of London because of the expense of the penis homes. <laughs> It's crazy. Oh, and my favorite thing he says is that um, masturbation can be a form of homosexuality. Well, that's because, true. Because it case. is a sexual act that does not involve a woman. If a man were to masturbate while engaged in other forms of sexual intimacy with his wife, then he would not be doing it in a homosexual way. So what he's saying is if your wife's in the room, yeah. not gay, <laughs> but if your wife's like, you know, in the kitchen and you're in the room, in the kitchen, how sexist, um, and you're in the room if by yourself. If your wife's in the kitchen where she should be. Where she's baking a pie <laughs> and you're, you know, knocking one out in the shower, that's gay. Don't say knocking one out. Um, but that's funny because he says homosexuality and they – so that means that – um lesbians are like opposite homosexuals because yeah. there's always women involved, <laughs> yes. even if you're just by yourself. <laughs> cool. Um, um, I think the most controvers- controversial pastor is Macaroni. <laughs> my God. <laughs> okay. Had to get that, that out. That was a great, that Thank was worth you. it. $350. Thank you for the memories. I've got to say, Beck, I think one of the um, sessions as well includes – just from what we've seen in the last 24 hours, uh, Bobby Houston, who is the uh, b- boss lady at Hillsong Church. Is it Bobby? Or oh, what's her husband named? I, I think her husband Whitney? names Bobby as well. <laughs> I got confused. I thought he was about Bobby Brown, like he'd taken Winnie Houston's name. Is it Bobby Houston? And anyway, Bobby, anyway, who cares? I think she's running a session on how to write um, Bitch Better Have My Money reaction pieces. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. I just think that Rihanna is the most sexist person on the internet. <laughs> that was my new character, um, closeted, closeted Republican teenager who starts crying between every word. <laughs> that's good. Thanks. God, it's not really a, a big song. stretch for you, though, yeah. <laughs> to be honest. Bitch, better have my money. <laughs> There's going to be lots of singing. 
on today's episode because uh, something we didn't do on the live episode, tie-in, tie-in, segue, uh, was that we didn't do a lot of singing on the live episode. Well, our friend Chris did singing. That's right. He did singing. (laughs) Yes. America's kids got singing. Yeah. Yeah. but we we went. That was an experience. It was an experience. That was the review. The review was the reviews are in. Yeah, it certainly did happen. <laughs> <laughs> Don't undersell it. It went really well. I think. Oh look, yeah, I think it did. What, I was so nervous. Then? Yeah, we were both dying of nerves. But I told Peter he wasn't allowed to be nervous. Yeah. So because I was that gave nervous. me a real buck up of confidence. <laughs> we arrived. We we flew together. Yep. Um, we flew, we flew there, not, we didn't grew there. Please. Um, to Melbourne. To Melbourne. Uh, and we went, we were picked up at the airport by Cam, our friend Cam. From, she was very Gather nice. Me from Gather Around Me. Um, and we did Gather Around Me. Yes. And I'm just going to go through our whole itinerary. Okay, great. Uh, and then I, uh, uh, went to buy you period medication because you decided to get your period that weekend. Good decision, Beck. It was awful as well. Peter went and got me couldn't medication. You have, couldn't you have held it in for a few days? <laughs> I was like that, um, no Rihanna shot at the end of Bitch with the Money. We, we did a session at a Melbourne Town Hall, was, which was beautiful. We shouldn't have been allowed in that room <laughs> by all accounts. They should have had a dress code or something. They should have said just no at the door. <laughs> they should have said no. We had some interesting questions. There was a Q&A at our podcasting forum. Um, my favourite question was, of course, what's the difference between a YouTube video and a podcast? Yes. Which, and I, I still don't know the answer. <laughs> we haven't figured it, it out. Them. We'll um, get back to you next year. My favourite part of the Melbourne trip was our gorgeous, now this is a bit of a peering behind the curtain moment, our gorgeous pre-show routine, which was to spend an hour and a half in a food court. (laughs) We demanded before every live show, we must have a food court to spend (laughs) 90 minutes in. It was fine. It was a a good story. It was a nice trip back. Yes, it was. And thank you to everyone who came out and especially to the people that brought us donuts. Yeah. That Christy, that they was were delicious. delicious. Um, and if everyone could bring me donuts at every time they see me, mm. um, I would appreciate reasonable. it. Reasonable. And we might think about doing a live podcast in other venues, maybe. If, if someone <laughs> organises it for us. <laughs> uh, one of the other major things that's been happening uh, in the last week or so, Beck, mm-hmm. is the SCOTUS ruling. Oh, yes. SCOTUS, which SCOTUS. is, of course, the Supreme Court of the United States. Very good. It. And I suppose the reaction after that ruling, because it happened to coincide with Pride Weekend in the US and I think in the UK as well, maybe. Um, no. And for, I didn't realise for that Pride Weekend, that's where the beautiful rainbow profile came from. It didn't actually come from celebrating the SCOTUS ruling. It came from oh. celebrating pride. And it just And the interesting thing is I had always assumed it was like, you know, an outside website other than Facebook that allowed you to make your profile rainbow. Mm. But it was something set up by Facebook yeah. internally. Yes. Very I don't clever. want to blow your minds, but am I am I breaking news here? <laughs> <laughs> no, because every one of them said like generated by facebook.com cool. slash pride. Uh, 
<laughs> but thanks for that, Tracy Grimshaw. No worries. <laughs> but yeah, millions of people changed their picture to the rainbow. I think by by Tuesday it was something like over twenty six million. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I didn't either on Twitter. No, but I did on Facebook. You didn't on Facebook. No. No. I don't know. I just. I had a very strong reaction oh, to it. God. I can imagine what it was. Because it did feel like bandwagon hopping to me, Beck Bandwag- Bandwagoning on supporting. Something great. Yeah. Something great. Oh, but, awful people. But this is another thing which people do <clears throat> to draw more attention to their own tolerance than actually about celebrating pride or celebrating marriage equality. I don't. I think that's a very cynical way to look at it. I. I don't know. I had mixed feelings because it wasn't an Australian decision, no, no, <laughs> which I right. was like, I was like, maybe we should wait until like it happens here and then do that. I don't know. But I don't know. I just didn't really. But my favorite thing is I have really enjoyed um, straight people's anxiety about when to change it back. <laughs> That's been absolute favourite, and it's been all been worth it for that. But I, I looked around for articles to agree with because I refuse <laughs> to read articles that I disagree with. Um, I'm not ready for it mentally. Um, and I found one by uh, a writer called Lucy Watson in the New Matilda, and uh, she wrote about probably the main thing that was making me uncomfortable with the changing. Um, of the rainbow pro- to the rainbow profile, and she just remarked that you know she was looking around on her Facebook and people in high school that called her a dyke lesbian and a girl who still uses gay as an <coughs> insult on there frequently yeah. had changed their profiles to the rainbow profile, um, and she says. Um, when one aspect of a movement gathers serious momentum in the mainstream, it is often co-opted by those it doesn't affect as a way of the majority to reassure themselves of their own benevolent liberal nature. Yes, Lucy. <laughs> I don't know. I can see I, – I have conflicted feelings about it. I think for the main part it's just people wanting to be like – Being patted on the back, correct? No. I don't think that's true. I, I don't have any problem with gay people doing it. Well, then, I don't know. I think it's fine. It's just people being nice and having a, I don't know. Look, it could be worse. No. How about instead of changing your profile to the rainbow picture, change your profile to a letter that you sent to your local MP <laughs> to prove to me that you're actually doing something. But that doesn't mean that people aren't doing it either. It doesn't mean people aren't doing it, but just prove that you're doing something. It's all good to but go then and that's rainbow bit, your that's profile. That's way more patting on the back is like, here's a letter I sent. <laughs> so you would never be happy. You would never yeah, be no, happy. Yeah, no, but I know. No. But I, I, you know what? I would pat them on the back for that. I know it's more attention-seeking behaviour. Exactly, but at which least you would also At least it's about. actual effective attention-seeking Yeah, but they behavior. could be doing that as well, so you never know. <sighs> The point is that we should the change is- the rainbow flag to that beautiful dildo ISIL flag that was at the Pride oh, March. that was bad. We changed it to a picture of my face. Oh, yeah, that would be great. Yeah. I said that everyone should, to prove they were really serious, is to put a picture of a giant vulva over their face. <laughs> a Volvo? Vulva. Oh, never heard of it. <laughs> um. I want to talk about your... Profile picture change that you did do. <laughs> okay. Uh, I should get it for you. Sorry. I, I was going to uh, do a ceremonious 
passing over of the graphic novel Fun Home to you because oh. I understand you haven't read it. And I read it in about 36 hours this week. I was completely hooked on it. I think it's a masterpiece. And I wanted it to like present it to you like the, <laughs> the passing of a gay baton at the gay games, you know? Like, <laughs> but does everyone know what it is? Um, Fun is Home it? is a graphic novel written by Alison Bechtel that was recently turned into a Broadway musical, Tony Award winning Broadway musical. Um, and it's essentially about uh, a young woman growing up in a small town, uh, discovering her sexuality and also later in life when she's at college discovering that her father is also gay and, uh, her father kills himself. So it's a, it's a fun musical. It's a, it's, it's like Annie Get Your Gun. <laughs> Um, but the point is, is that, and Alison Bechdel's from the Bechdel Test, obviously, which is the, yeah. she sort of, one of her novels inspired. Oft it. discussed on this yeah. show. Um, but Peter did his own Bechdel Test to see if anyone <laughs> would right. notice if he changed his profile picture on Twitter to Alison Bechdel. Now, <laughs> I look so much like <laughs> Alison Bechdel. And the depressing thing for me is I look like Alison Bechtel now she's in her, what, 40s or 50s. By the way, she still looks great. Looks I'm not amazing. saying anything. No. I'm not saying she doesn't look great. But she looks like a... A thir- man. A 30-year-old woman. No, she doesn't look like a man. So you're saying I look <laughs> yes. like a woman. <laughs> you both look interesting. Thank you so much. Um, look, I'm not offended. I think she's no. very handsome. Um... <laughs> And I, for many, many weeks now, have been lobbying for a community theatre production of Fun Home here in Brisbane <laughs> so I can play medium Alison. <laughs> I want to play Alison when she's at college. And I don't think you even look that much like her. It's the same thing with you and Hannah Gadsby and you and Rachel Maddow. You know what? I tested it out twice. So I changed it for a few hours on Twitter yeah. and tweeted during that time so people would see it. Um, not anything related to the picture, obviously, but, no but I just wanted to attention. see if people would comment on it. Nobody did. <laughs> I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Now, I did it again on Instagram. I just uploaded the same <laughs> photo with the caption, new headshot. All these people liked it. Uh, and I think about half of the people who liked it would know who Alison Bechtel <laughs> is. I'm confident that at least eight people who liked it would have no idea who she is and genuinely believe that was me because they also haven't seen me for six or seven years. <laughs> Did anyone comment or just like No, 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 they just liked it. That was more disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> they probably they knew it was a joke and they no, were no. going with it. You don't look like her that much. I'm auditioning for Fun Home. You ready? Um, this is okay. Oh, God. Time okay. for a drink. Lights down. Spotlight on me. Um, I'm sitting at a desk drawing a cartoon. Um, <clears throat> it's me, Allison. My dad was gay. I, I'm a mom. I'm a lesbian. So, is that directly from the... Music? I'm changing my major to Joan. <laughs> oh I'm changing my major to sex with Joan. That I was amazing. I, I wish I was at Hillsong <laughs> instead of here. <laughs> Let me into the conference. I think it's time for some News Minute back.
Hi, this is News Minute. I'm Rebecca Shaw. Attention, ladies! Magic Mike XXL comes out this Thursday, and I, for one, can't wait to get my eyes on all that sweet, sweet Andy McDowell cameo. Comedian Mark Marin has welcomed U.S. President Barack Obama into his garage for a record-breaking episode of the WTF podcast. Um, sounds like somebody couldn't book Zaki Mella. Greece remains on the brink of complete financial collapse and may yet be shut out of the Eurozone. Big surprise, they can't take care of anything. 20 years ago, the Acropolis was a thriving H&M. A same-sex marriage bill is expected to be delivered to federal parliament in August. Senator Erica Betts claims same-sex marriage could open Pandora's box, but only if Pandora's up for it. Midnight came later on Tuesday, as for the first time in three years, an extra second was added to the official time set by atomic clocks. The leap second means the last minute of June has 61 seconds in it. This was great news for Peter Taggart as he got an extra second of self-loathing. Now here's Sport with Peter. Well, rising Aussie tennis star Nick Kyrgios is attracting plenty of controversy at Wimbledon, clashing with an umpire during a changeover, asking, Does it feel good to be up in that chair like that? Does it feel strong? Do you feel strong up in that chair? But in Nick's defence, he screamed the same thing when he visited the Lincoln Memorial. Still on Wimbledon, with the temperature skyrocketing in London, there are reports spectators have been passing out in the stands. Passing out what? Can I have some? said a Gold Coast Suns player. And finally, the Queensland Maroons have announced their team for the State of Origin decider next Wednesday, cutting daily Cherry Evans from the lineup and adding in Dean Gay Guy. Wait a second. Queensland? Gay Guy? Daily Cherry Evans? Lineup? Cutting? Announced? The? What was I saying? And that's sports. love handsome pigs. He's like, babe, pig in the city. <laughs> I love a handsome pig. <laughs> Beck. Hello. Hello. <laughs> How's everyone? Um, ooh, what was that noise? That's my computer. <laughs> that's farting. That's my computer. <laughs> that's how he farted. That's my boop, boop. accent. Oh, wow. Do you do impressions yeah. now? Who was that? That was... Um, the Queen. Scary Spice. <laughs> No, Scary Spice used to be on the Weight Watchers ads and she used to say something like, she was like, oh, I know what she said. She used to go, um, I've lost a lot of weight. <laughs> I love her. Um, speaking of women. scary, women's sport uh, <laughs> is what we are discussing. It's a real themed episode this yes, week. Yes, well, I promised um, because we have to put up with six weeks of people debating if gay people are human or not. Yeah. I figured I said that I was going to uh, les up everything. Well, you know then. that gay marriage bill, isn't it coming on August, being introduced on August 11? Such um, a gay date. It's two days after my birthday. Oh my so I'm thinking for a birthday present, don't get it through. <laughs> a lot of attention on women's sport quite recently, Beck, with yeah. the, uh, <sighs> tell me if I'm pronouncing this right, the Matildos. <laughs> The Matt Dildos. The Matt Dildos. Matt Dillon? <laughs> Matildas are over in... Canada? Let's say Canada. Yeah. Because that's where they are. Yeah. Um, playing the World Cup. Yes. The Women's World Cup. Yes. And there's been much discussion. Mm-hmm. And let's add to the noise right now. There hasn't been that much discussion. Well, I feel like... 
it's a real moment, not just for women's football in Australia, mm-hmm. but for women's sport in general. Yeah. Because with them making the quarterfinal. Good boy. Thank you. <laughs> it was, I think, it's, is it the furthest any Australian no. football team has ever made it in no. a World well, Cup? Well, they've, no? they've gone that far before, okay. but it's the first time that anyone's survived a knockout stage, which oh, was around before. Okay. But when Tony Abbott did his video to them, he said it's the furthest anyone's ever gone before, which was not true. But and you know what? Like, That's quite nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, it isn't. And, but it's not as bad as the, um, when he did the Socceroos one and he called the captain Mille Yednik, he called him Mike. <laughs> <laughs> That's his Australian name. <laughs> Does anyone fact check anything that it's fucking like, guy um, says? It's like my cousin May, who was from Singapore. When she came to Australia, she changed her name to Jackie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> May? What's wrong with May? No, too hard to pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> who Jackie? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, uh, where are we at now with the World Cup? Is it over? No, the... Oh, my God. <laughs> intruding your life so much. The final is on Monday morning, our okay. time. Who's in it? The USA. Oh, that's good. Versus Japan. Oh. It's Pearl oh, come on now. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be an exciting game. What time on Monday morning? I'm not sure, actually. The Very s- early. The semis are at nine, so there haven't been anything earlier than six, I think. Okay. I'll get up for it. No, you won't. I did. You mean in good direction? Um, the Matildas did wonderfully, and I loved them so much, and it was very devastating, their game against Japan. They seem like great girls. Do you like when I say yeah, that? Yeah, I love it. The best was um Peter Fitzsimmons, oh, yeah. who after the Japan game s- tweeted something like, oh, that was a shame they're out. Um, MVP, the blonde girl number nine. <laughs> blonde girl. And I'm like, do not bother Peter Fitzsimmons. And there was no number nine, you fucking bandana um, dickhead. I really like the one with breasts. <laughs> She was a great athlete. <laughs> He's, um, he, who gives a fuck about what he says? He's 90% bandana. <laughs> but the Matildas, they they were basically drawn in what was called the group of death. So they okay. had four of the hardest teams to even qualify for the quarterfinals and the knockout stage. Yeah. And so they got through that. And then they made them play at like two in the afternoon in super hot heat after all these really difficult games. And they just ran out of energy at the end. And Japan is so... Um, disciplined and fit they just took it out at the end but they did so well but you know there was a lot of discussion about it you know what it's just like the rainbow profile all over again it's a bandwagon to jump on as soon as something's becoming popular suddenly all these matilda's fans keep coming out of the woodwork but that happens for every single thing ever that's what i wrote a thing about i was encouraging people to get on the bandwagon. it's great why not but you know what get on the bandwagon and fucking stay there yeah well that's what i said because i wrote a thing saying People get up at like 2 a.m. to watch the Socceroos in the World Cup that have never watched a soccer game all year. So same for the Matildas. And then if you enjoy the Women's World Cup, go and watch a fucking game. I I have watched a Matildas game. You have. If you (laughs) – yes. That were the Matildas? All I remember about that game is that the whole time – there was a dead bird hanging from the rafters <laughs> above us and it was like a really windy day and I thought it was going to land either on the pitch or on my head. Yeah, you loved it. Yeah. And I can't tell the difference between men's sport and women's sport. I honestly can't. There's not that much difference. That's why it's... it's. Um, and I've got a trained sports eye. You do. It's the left one, one. eye. Yeah. yeah. Um, left eye. Lopez. Lopez. I did get infuriated when Rita Panahi wrote... Uh, 
article about mm. how you shouldn't watch women's sport because it's not as good because they're now, not as strong and fast. Now, Rita Panahi identifies as a sports fan and not as a troll without a bridge to guard. <laughs> now, that's very interesting. What was the point of her article? It's basically that you shouldn't be expected to watch women's sport because it's not as good. Right. Um, because they're not as strong and fast. But she, You know what she said? I've got a quote from her here. She said, that's not merely an opinion. It's an indisputable fact. And to say otherwise is to deny human biology. Famous biologist Rita Panahi. But the thing is, there is no disputing the fact that men, male soccer players are stronger and faster. But you can't compare them because that it's, it's a different thing. It's different in several ways. And one of the reasons, because it's not as strong and fast, it's more tactical, mm. it's more free flowing. And also they, one of the benefits of watching it is that they don't dive. If you watch a male. <laughs> yeah. Soccer game, it's not like 50% guys on the ground pretending to be injured. Where watching the Women's World Cup, I can, if someone stays down on the ground, I can be confident that they're actually injured because they're not f- fucking diving all the time. But you know, you can, so that means that you can't watch Kathy Freeman's well, race and enjoy it because that she's not as fast as Usain Bolt. Well, she also says in her article, Rita Panahi says that not even Serena Williams is as good as any of the top 100 ranking male tennis players. Say it to fucking Serena's face, yeah. first of all. I fucking dare you. <laughs> and let's not forget about Billie Jean King in the Battle of the Sexes yeah. back in the 70s. But it's irrelevant When she fucking anyway. beat Bobby Riggs, who was a world ranking number one. I don't know whether he was at the time, but Billie Jean King fucking smashed yeah, him. But that's... It's totally irrelevant. You can still watch Serena Williams games if you love tennis and enjoy it as much as you would watching a men's game. It's the same as, like, if you watch boxing, a lightweight can't beat a bigger and stronger heavyweight, but you still enjoy watching a lightweight fight another lightweight. Anyway, it's, she, that article came out the day that I was going on holidays, which was lucky because I would have written something in response. <laughs> a 5,000 word diatribe. Yeah, but it also annoys me when people watch women's soccer for five minutes and are like, oh, the qualities are as good, turn it off. If you're if you're a man who's good at soccer, like you turn 16 or 15 and you're plucked out of whatever you're doing and then you get to play soccer, you get all the support, all the money, all the training, it's at full time. Yeah. Of course you're going to be better. Yeah. Like there's peop- women playing for the Matildas, the best players in the world, who work at a cafe in Brisbane full time? Well, she's uh, she argues in her piece. I'm very that, angry that we shouldn't just sponsor them out of charity. You, f- <laughs> I think it's time that Rita accepts that men are just better at writing inflammatory opinion pieces. <laughs> but it's not just her. That's why. Why would I want to read an inferior article? You know what I mean? <laughs> men can write faster. <laughs> Anyway, the point is, is that I'm glad there was a lot of people watching it and it was very exciting. And the Matildas are such a young team that they're 2019. Yeah. I think we're going to win it. How do so we keep the momentum going for 2019? Well, the problem is, is that now all the Australian players are getting contracts overseas. Oh. And the problem is, is that the W League is, which is the Australian League is a three month season. It's right. not professional season. And there's also no – it's basically never shown. And so people can't 
watch it if it's not available to watch. So it's a whole chicken and egg. Anyway, just get out and watch a a local game. Take your kids. It's $5 a fucking game instead of like hundreds of dollars. Yeah. And it's fun. It's awesome. And take your boys and girls to go watch it and just... Be better, and you might see a you might see a dead bird in in the rafter. Even if you're not interested in the game, you might see a dead bird hanging over your head that you can be distracted by the whole time. Also, you can buy memberships to the W League. Well, I think for most, of the and teams, also you can so. buy hot dogs there. Sometimes they're selling hot dogs. Um, I've got hey hey hey. I've got a plan for women who want to play football oh and are sometimes, you know when women like they can't find an outlet to play football, I have got a plan for them to prove that they are just as good as men. And here's what you do. Okay, you wait for your brother to go overseas with his band, right? <laughs> and then you dress up as a man and go to his prep school, Whoa. join his soccer team and fuck Channing Tatum <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? that's a good plan. Yeah, that's 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 you all you it. have to do. Yeah, get on it. Get on Channing Tatum's dick. Hey, here she comes now. you know look at that hair. you know Check out those shoes. She looks like she stepped out of the middle of Bell test. Oh, good one. That's a very popular tweet of mine. What? That I'm going to open a restaurant called the Bechamel Test where it's women eating lasagna without talking about men. Yes, 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 yes. Also, I just love lasagna. How good is it? A very popular tweet of mine. <laughs> it's not even that popular. <laughs> popular with myself. Um, I convinced you this week that we needed Ugh. to do a film. Yes. You know, I'm obsessed with Law and Order, the TV show, and Law and Order having things in order. What about – is there a drag queen called Lauren or – Law and Order? Or, oh, they have order? to be. You yeah, think yeah, so? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I convinced you that we needed to do a uh, women's sport related – Yeah, I'm so against women's sport. Yeah, I was really – I was like, no, we have to do this. And you're like, not those dykes again. <laughs> um, and I said, no, we're going to do it. So, finally – we watched one of our favourites. Yes. When what what year was this from? Uh, was it ninety two or something? Ninety two. That sounds right. Straight uh, off, straight off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> it's a league of their uh, own. Can we just that just reminded me of that we saw Inside Out together. We saw Inside Out, and there was together. a lady sitting behind yes. us. <laughs> we did. If you had, a, it was like an alien had been. Researching how humans laughed. Yeah. And so she would. But it wasn't just a, a robot laugh. It was a beat after everyone else had finished yeah. laughing. So there'd be a joke. We all laugh. And then the seat behind us. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> it was so distracting. And every time there was a joke, like she'd turn to her friend and go, we know someone like that. <laughs> 
I'm relating to you as a human. Hey, Joanne's like that. You know, jo- and it's like, hey, 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 shut up. Unless we all know Joanne, just fucking zip it. Anyway, um, we're 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 watching League of Their Own for the podcast yes. this week. Um, I was against it because it's too good. It is very good. I love it so much. But that doesn't mean it's perfect. Uh, disagree. <laughs> <laughs> very exciting. One of the first things you see in this movie is the, Ugh. in my opinion, stamp of quality, which is the words across the screen, a Penny Marshall film. <laughs> the Marshalls, as a sibling pair, know how to direct a film. To right. direct. <laughs> to direct. To DVD. Um, a mark of a good movie is one that opens on Gina Davis's beautiful, glorious face. That wasn't Gina Davis. What? As the old woman, because we open on old Gina Davis. Ah, uh, not opens, but has it her face in sure. a movie. Because it starts off with older Gina Davis. She's in her room. She's getting ready. She's looking at an old photo of her and her sister. I love the way they did it, having the older person play it and then dubbing in Gina Davis's real voice. She super looks like her. Yeah. I thought it was her in old lady makeup for a minute. She She's talking to her daughter about not wanting to go to this uh, American uh, women's baseball league reunion that's yeah. happening. Um, and her daughter's convincing, to, convincing her to go. Her daughter's trying to convince her so hard that I think she must be awful to live with. Yeah. Because <laughs> she doesn't want to go. She's like, you're going. I don't care if you have to catch a bus and a plane and you're sick and you're dying. Get the fuck Get out, out of my house. Get the fuck out of my house, you bitch. <laughs> um, cut back to 1942. All the uh, male baseball players have gone to war. Uh, not sure which war. Um, <laughs> couldn't say. And they want to keep the league going. So they're like, can we train monkeys to play baseball? <laughs> what about dogs? Will cats just climb fences the whole time? No, no, no. Let's get women. Radical idea. And so essentially John Lovitz is just strolling the countryside looking for women who can play baseball. He's really funny in this. He's such a weirdo. I'm not and a big the, fan of John Lovitz. Me either, but I think it's a really funny character. Like He's so sarcastic. And we get to meet um, Dottie. Dottie Hinson, right? Played by um, beautiful Gina Davis. She's stunning. And her sister played by Laurie Petty. Who's also... (laughs) Who's also fine and a woman. She's... (laughs) And an actress. I like her. Um, Just not as... Just this character is bad. She plays Kit Kelly, who is the... You know what? She's, She's annoying. She's insecure. She's got an irritating voice. She's like my opposite. (laughs) And she's good at baseball, so yes. <laughs> she can throw a ball, so she's definitely opposite to you. She's completely unlike um, me. Look, I had a bit of a change of heart about this movie really? when I watched it with her character. Because you used to hate her character. Yeah. But now I feel empathy, a lot of empathy towards well, her. Well, it's, it, it's a very realistic sister-sister relationship. And I'm referring, sister, of course, to the Nickelodeon sister. children's TV show, Sister-Sister. I thought you were referring to the song Sister-Sister with the Australian, you know, the pre yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, well, I don't have a sister, but I do know what it feels like to have a sibling that's, like, good at everything and wonderful and, like, you're inferior because that's how my brothers feel. And in a way... <laughs> <laughs> hmm. And in a way, aren't all lesbian sisters, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um... But yeah, it, it's that classic competitiveness. Basically, Gina Davis is good at everything, yeah, gorgeous, tall, tall, has a wonderful lesbian jawline. <sighs> Amazing. That, that's 
just uh, does I just love it. Um, <laughs> and Laurie Petty's, you know, not as beautiful, no, Can't not as play good, sport. isn't as smart. Has a just the most fucking mental fringe. But can I just say, Gina Davis is like perfect in real life as well. She is. And apparently, this movie she was replaced Deborah Winger. Oh, like, Deborah Winger would have been awful. And it, she replaced her days before they started production. Oh, thank God. But everyone else had been training, baseball training for months. And so she just comes in and like within like two weeks is way better than everyone else. She probably played it in the Olympics in between her <laughs> yeah. archery sessions. And her I, like genius IQ. Yeah. Oh, She's doing Sudoku in between. We're all Laurie scenes. Petty. Yeah, to compared Gina to Davis. Gina, yeah. Um, but anyway, John Lovitz decides that uh, he really wants Gina Davis in the team, in the squad, yeah. um, but Gina won't leave without Kit, basically. That, he offers them $70. I think they only get paid $30 a week. At, she's uh, married and her husband's off at war, so she doesn't really want to go. At the milk farm? The dairy. He's off at war at the dairy? No, I'm saying they work at the dairy. Yeah, they work at the dairy. They decide to... Uh, take him up on that extra $40 a week because why fucking wouldn't you? Yeah. And so they both uh, come to audition. Audition? Try What out? do they call it? Try out. <laughs> <laughs> Such a... <laughs> That's like when I thought that um, halftime at the football was called intermission. <laughs> <laughs> they're making away their way across the countryside. I think they're training in Chicago, aren't they? No, oh, who cares? Um, but along the way... Pivotal scene. They meet a very, very talented baseball player called Marla Beck. Does Marla, when you first see her with her hair over her face, looking very lacking in confidence, does she remind you of anyone? What? <laughs> Me? Yes! <laughs> I'm going to show you a picture right now. Oh, no! Now, this is not being offensive, is it? <laughs> Just I think Marla's lovely. Comparing me to the woman who, like, people think is the cringe. most hideous woman. Yeah, I can see it. That's really <laughs> no. It's good because there's literally times in the movies where men shy back in fear at seeing her face. But she, but she's not I unattractive. Know, no. She's not. I'm like that's why I changed my Twitter profile to the Marla Hooch of Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> but is that her last name? Hooch. Yeah. Couldn't they have made her last name a little bit more attractive? Marla, sexy woman. Yeah. Um. Marla Hoochie But the Mama. thing is, we're very similar, except she can sing. <laughs> <laughs> very good singer. Yeah. The good thing is that that's one of my favorite mo- scenes of the movie because they're trying. Marla can is an amazing hitter. Can mm. hit left-handed, right-handed. She's incredible. Um, but they. So the guy agrees to take her, but then sees that she's ugly. Yeah. And is like, let's go. And the. Um, Dottie and Kit both like shoved down their suitcase mm. like we're not going without Feminism. Her. Feminism. The weirdest thing is John Lovitz, the <laughs> ugliest man in the world, is like, she's too unattractive. Welcome to the real fucking world. Ugly fucking <laughs> dickhead, cockhead dudes being like, oh no, that woman's too ugly to be the fuck. Well, get- Save it for Tumblr. <laughs> All the tryout stuff is really fun because they get to Chicago and they have, and they meet, um, my favourite comedy duo, Rosie O'Donnell and Madonna. Oh, amazing. You know what? They're, they're basically so funny. They're the Bronx Beat characters from SNL. They're like, hey, Jody, oh, yeah. what do we got over here? <laughs> I think they're really funny. They're very charming. Madonna's amazing in this. Rosie is so funny in this. I think Rosie's 
doing what Rosie does yeah, in every movie. But it's in this, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, Madonna's always holding a cigarette. I love. She's so beautiful in this. She's incredible. Um, and the best whole part of this movie is. Um, the end credits where she sings her song oh, from yeah. the film, This Used to Be My Playground. Oh, that's the flattest thing oh, that's that ever been horrible. all right. <laughs> okay. I cried in this movie. I cried a four times, times in this movie. The first time is when... The woman can yes, read. And um, Lisa from Mad About You. The, there's... Because they've put up their names for the people who have made it made to the Made it into teams. Because they're doing a whole league. They're yeah. doing like, you know, so so Gina and Laurie, spoiler alert, get into the Rockford Peaches. Yeah. And, but there, there's about seven or eight teams. Tia Leone's on one of the teams. Yeah, randomly. That never talks. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so one a woman is standing there and the, the coach is like, if you're in the team, why can't you see it? Read your team. Is you in the name? Is your name there? Is that <laughs> then, a, what was? Nobody's going to understand what you said then. Um, but then it turns out that she can't read, and so Lisa from Mad About You jumps up and helps her, and oh, it's so it's beautiful. So and then it's a running thing throughout the movie. They're teaching her how to read, and it's so beautiful. Um, the very <sighs> next scene is something um, that we've come a long way from yeah. because they show them what uniforms that they have to wear mm. and it's kind of like a very short skirt that yeah. shows your knickers, yeah. your panties, <laughs> um, and basically they say we can't run in that, etc., etc. And it's like, thank God, We're all these years later, now we just have a lingerie football. Yeah. <laughs> And also it's really different. Like I was watching this and I was like, I can't believe women used to have to like sexually objectify themselves to be able to play the sport they love. Phew. Thank fuck we've come so far. But essentially they just agree to wear those uniforms. There's well, not, they have to. There's not much of a fight put no. up. Um, because they would just bring back the people who got cut. And because David Strathan tells them they have to wear them. And if David Strathan in this movie told me to fucking do anything, <laughs> I would fucking do it. All right. 30 minutes into this movie, we have to wait a whole 30 minutes before we get the Gary Marshall cameo. Ah. Who's he? First, he's the owner of the uh, the can the candy company that's sponsoring oh, yep, the league. Yep, yep, yep. And that's when we see uh, Tom Hanks as his old washed-up alcoholic ex-baseball player character and uh, Gary Marshall comes out very, very subtly saying, Jimmy, we need you to coach the team. <laughs> it's basically a Mighty Ducks situation. Yeah. Like he has to go and coach a team. I think Tom Hanks is really good in this. You know what? He starts off for for almost a full hour. He's like the most abusive drunk yeah. that has ever been. So unpleasant. Yeah. And yet he's... Still lovable. Yeah. Which he's charming. Is Tom Hanks must be like the only American who could murder someone and <laughs> no one would care. <laughs> but yeah, there's that famous scene where he like comes into the room and pisses for like 50 seconds or something. And Madonna's super impressed. I know, by so it. horny for his <laughs> piss. <laughs> She's like, mm, yeah. <laughs> or, but my favorite thing is, um, <laughs> the people, like, as they play the game Their and the crowds are really. Game, yeah. Um, Hostile. So people have paid it paid to go <laughs> yeah, and to then laugh. <laughs> yeah, to laugh at them and shout at them and yeah. cat call, etc. Um one person uh gets up and says, Girls can't play ball and that was Rita Panahi's coming. <laughs> Even in this film, 
it's uh, reflecting reality because a woman ruins everything by bringing along her kid. <laughs> that bit. Can is- I bring my kid? No, you can't. <laughs> I know he can't stay home with your husband, but guess what? He's staying somewhere else, okay? <laughs> that kid was so annoying. I know he's meant to be. Incredibly annoying. Most kids are annoying and he was especially annoying. Um, but there's one scene where um, Madonna chases him off the bus with a baseball bat trying to murder him. Yeah. And I'm like, what the best way to die? Yeah. I want Madonna to beat me to death with oh, a baseball I'm bat. <laughs> I love the scene. There's a scene where Jimmy yells at Evelyn, one of the players. Jimmy being Tom Hanks. Yeah. Um, like he would a male player. And she starts crying. <laughs> so realistic. Uh, but Jimmy turns into a great supportive coach by the end. And he's so handsome in this. Do you think? Yeah, I really do. Is it because he's drunk all the time? I love a drunk man. Me too. He's got beautiful eyes. And when he has a kind of dispute with Kit, both him and Gina gang up on Kit. Yeah. Sort of. No. She deserves it. No, they don't gang up. She's just not pitching very well and, and they so they take her out. her out of the game, which is how sport works, you whinging. Ooh, what are you going to finish that with? Lady. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> he physically drags her into the shower and makes her take a cold shower. Oh, that's when she has a fight with Rosie. Which is an... Oh, is it? Yeah. It's an interesting tactic. Yeah. Did your parents ever do that to you? Because I think my parents did it with me and my sister. Put you in the shower. Throwing you into a cold shower to calm you down. It does work because once you get out You're of the shower... Shock. Like all your clothes on, obviously. Not, my parents are stripping me off. <laughs> Throwing you into a cold shower. Um, but like they throw you into a cold shower because you, you're cold after it and you like, there's no way to be like really angry, angry and abusive while you're snuggled up <laughs> under a like, you know, a blanket. I'm so angry and warm. So parenting tip guys yep. from, uh, from two childless <laughs> homos. <laughs> David Strathan, uh, when the women's league is in trouble. He really does fight for it to continue. Yeah, he's lovely. He's lovely, and it proves my theory that behind every great woman, there's a <laughs> great man. Um, <laughs> and so they have to do um, – he tells them they need them to do, like, something spectacular yeah. to get more attention. And so, so Dottie starts doing splits to catch the balls yeah. and blah, blah, blah. But Madonna offers to have her shirt bust <laughs> open and, all the, and her boobs to come out, and Rosie's like, you think there's – any man in America who hasn't seen your bosoms. <laughs> um, emotional. <laughs> what? Uh, when Kit gets transferred to oh, a different yeah. team. Because uh, how does that come about? Because they, they're they fighting. and Gina they, and Kit. Yes. And so Gina's like, move me to another team so that Kit can stay here and keep playing. But then they move Kit instead because, why would because you Gina's give up Gina? She's way incredible. better yeah. um, in all ways. And that causes a bit of a rift, but it sets it up for the finale, obviously. But before we even enter the Women's World Series, surprise, surprise, Dottie's handsome husband comes back from the war. He's got like a sprained ankle, so he had to come home. <laughs> All the way from whatever war they were fighting at the time. Um, Who can see? But she decides to return home with him rather than staying on and playing the series. But before that, there's the scene when a man with a telegram comes. Mm, and she thinks it might be her husband. Because one died. of their husbands died in the war. And that's a but very sad scene. But surprisingly, it's a minor character's yeah, husband. That you've that never dies. seen before. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still sad. 
Um, war is bad, guys. I don't know if it's just me who thinks that. Do, do any of you guys think that? Uh, hey, you know what? This is not the time and place <laughs> to push these controversial opinions. Save it for Q&A. Um, so, Gina drops out of the team. The team makes the World Series final by themselves without Gina. Gina comes back for the final. Yeah. She's like, surprise, I'm here. I've done none of the work, but I'm here to claim the glory. <laughs> uh, and I'd... she's up against her sister, Kit, who is in the, the finale as well. Mm. Is the finale? No, it's just called the final. Finale refers to a show's it's, final Yes, episode. just relax. It's the intermission of the finale <laughs> and she's back. It's the matinee. <laughs> it all comes down to Dottie v. Kit, Gina yeah. v. Laurie. Yeah. And... I think my theory behind this is that Gina throws the game because Kit is so pathetic. So that's basically what happens is that Gina – so Kit is up to bat and she's never been able to hit home runs before because she can't hit balls that are thrown in high and Gina is the catcher. Yes. So Gina goes and tells their pitcher, throw them high. Yes. Which lends itself to thinking that she doesn't want Kit to win, that she wants her team Mm. to win. But then she sees Kit crying and then Kit comes up to the plate, takes a swing, hits it, goes out, comes back, Gina catches it and they Kit runs into her and they fall down and then her hand opens and the ball dribbles out, Kit's the hero. Do you see my eyes just glaze over when you're talking about the technicalities <laughs> of baseball? I'm just like, just I'm just like <laughs> Homer Simpson just nodding. So essentially there is an argument to be made if – Dottie released the ball on purpose mm. to let Kit win or if Kit actually won on her own record. And it is on the Internet Movie Database, oh. massive discussions. Debate. Big debate, mass debates. <laughs> <laughs> I personally... Subscribe to which theory? Well, I think it's ambiguous on purpose. Mm. But I also think that there's a couple of different arguments to be made. One is that it's the way they shot it that makes it look like she lets go of the ball, yes. but in real like time. Yes. But then it is set up during the movie. At the start of the movie, she tells one of her grandkids to let the smaller one win mm. in like one of the first scenes. And then during the tryout montage, a big lady runs into her and she holds onto the ball. Mm. So I think you really have to be paying attention in this movie, don't you? <laughs> you do. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. <laughs> when you know what's coming. So the Rockford Peaches lose against Kit's team, yeah. um, which is like the Racing Ravens or something. I cried again when Jimmy Tom Hanks says he's been offered another coaching oh, job no. and um, for a men's team. For a men's team, uh, you know, you know what I would describe as real. Describe as like a you know a real team. <laughs> Like a, you know, why would you watch the inferior product? Yeah, exactly. And he says, I turned it down. I've already got a job. (laughs) (laughs) Cut to the end. Yeah. The reunion. Yeah. They're opening a special uh, wing of the National Baseball Museum dedicated to women. Mm -hmm. Very nice of them. Yeah, Um, very nice. (laughs) Thanks, everyone. And we get to see all the uh, old Rockford peaches as... Older women. So Marla's there, uh, and Madonna has become like just a stock standard old Jewish woman yeah, somehow. It's very weird. <laughs> Rather than a Roman. Catholic. She's like, um, what's the 
lady who does a thing with Billy Eichner. You know the old lady? The really oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I what's her name? her name? But uh, John Lovett's still alive. Mm. And, and so is David Strathairn. So there's a poster of Jimmy and he's... He's dead. Except... He was a full-on, like, terrible, awful alcoholic for many Hugely. years. Lived 80 years. Yes. So that made me really excited. <laughs> <laughs> it's all bullshit that they've been saying about the liver. <laughs> it's bullshit. We don't even have one. <laughs> and finally, yep. Kit comes into the room with, with her 12 grandchildren. All redheads. All redheads. They're the Weasleys. Finally punishment for all her moaning <laughs> over the years. 12... You twelve Irish grandchildren, you know, um, and that's the end. The thing is that I don't believe about this film is that they all—they're all happy. They're all older women, and they don't hold a grudge against Dottie for losing the game. <laughs> like if I was—if I was the Rosie character, and it was you know, uh, seventy years later after the fact, I would still be like Dottie Hinson. You get the fuck out of here. <laughs> But the thing is, that was only the first season of many seasons. Yes. So, it's fine. So, this movie, because I went and read up all about it afterwards. Of course. And, like, all the, um, <laughs> all the, because it's basically essentially true, like. It's a true based fact. Based on. True to life. It's based on all the stuff that happened. But uh, not the Dottie specific story. Kit? No. There's a famous, on one of the most famous plays is called Dottie. Okay. So, it's basically. But they weren't sisters. No, like that specific story. The whole, the league and what they had to do in the um, charm school they had to go to to learn how to be Piper. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all that was real, which is really interesting. A league of extraordinary gentlewomen. Oh, that's good. Yes. yes. Anyway, the point is, it's a great movie. It's a good movie. <laughs> You're trying to work out how to end this discussion? I'm not trying to work out how to end it. I just love this movie. Yeah. It's not very funny to talk about because it's like... Good. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> I'm not going to keep talking. <laughs> like giving me rope. This used to be my playground. This used to be my childhood dream. This used to be the place I ran to. Beck, Australia's favourite segment is back um, by popular demand. The most amount of emails we ever get is about, hey, we haven't done lesbian news in a few episodes, you know? Where's <laughs> lesbian news? They're all from me. Rebecca Shaw puts so much effort into this lesbian news segment. It's her own segment. She owns it. She, you know, she's driving the segment and boy is she driving. You know what I mean? She's driving it Stop home. Stop it. <laughs> Let's hear it. What have you got? Well, first of all, we have to get this out of the way. What? Ruby Rose on Orange is the New Black. You know what? Every lesbian news that you've ever done is just about Orange is the New Black. We have to talk about it. It's very important. But I wanted to say this season wasn't as lesbian-y. Anyway, congrats, Ruby Rose, for being on Orange is the New Black and all the women in the world wanting to turn gay for you. Congrats. Meow. <laughs> the other big... Lesbian news that I want to By the way, about. you know what's going to happen now? What? Fucking Ruby Rose is going to get the role of Medium Allison before me. 
and it's wrong. <laughs> she can't even fucking act. I'm going to put that out there. Whoa, whoa, she can't act. Whoa. She has no chemistry with Piper. But wasn't that – that was super weird because they had, like, negative chemistry. Yeah. I couldn't It went out, into the negatives. Yeah. I was like, they're meant to – I think they're meant to be having chemistry, but I cannot tell. No. And it's – if I in the in the weeks before Orange started, um, all of Wentworth, the yeah. Australian prisoner female prisoner show, is on uh, Netflix US, and I watched that. Um, and their lesbian character Frankie Doyle has lesbian chemistry with inanimate objects, <laughs> other women, men. She has chemistry with fucking everyone. It. She's amazing in it. Nicole right. Silver. Can we move on to a world where? If a show is about women, it doesn't have to be set in a fucking prison. <laughs> no. It's prison or nunneries. Like, that's all we've got. Prison, nunneries, or a fashion magazine. How yeah. about that? <laughs> the next big news. Oh, Ooh. this is very exciting. Yeah, I'm ready for it. A new movie coming out. I saw the trailer yesterday called Jenny's Wedding. This movie stars a little actress named Catherine Heigl. <laughs> Who you no. know I love. You know that... She's got a lot of big fans out there. Shonda Rhimes, Judd Apatow. And Heigl is... Eng- like, it's German, but in English it means no charisma. <laughs> um, but, so she plays a lesbian. Oh. And... Finally, her partner, the long-awaited Catherine Heigl lesbian this, vehicle. The person who plays her partner... Alexis Bledel. No way. <laughs> yes. Rory, Rory Gilmore. Can I just tell you, it has Grace Gummer in it as well, which oh, is the wow. only positive the about s- the entire thing. You know what? Thing. Hey, hey, hey. She's the film's saving grace. <laughs> yes. So this is a movie where Catherine Heigl has been with Alexis Bledel for a long time. They decided... Hey, but isn't there a huge age difference there? Oh, give me a break. What is this? A Woody Allen film? <laughs> Alexis Bledel is 19 and she's 50. Let me tell you the plot. Yep. It's very current. Mm-hmm. There's two women they've been dating for a long time and Catherine Heigl's family is conservative so they don't know about Alexis Bledel and then they want to get married and so she tells them yep. and that they don't like it. 2015. And the trailer That's looks... That's the entire plot? And, yeah, about their okay. marriage. All right, cool. Um, I, I describe the trailer as... Um, Equivalent passion to the gay couple from Modern Family. Like they do a passionate hug. Like wouldn't it be more interesting if they were a couple and like one of them wanted to get married and then her family was like really supportive. And it's so white. It's like all white people. It looks so boring. You're getting Carol this year. Stop moaning. I know. I'm very excited about that. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, But that's – you know what? Of course Rory Gilmore – would move on from dating three of the worst men in history to dating the single worst woman in history. (laughs) It's like, I was watching the trailer in disbelief. I I was like, is this some sort of prank where they've made the least... Like a funny or die video. (laughs) They've made the least appealing movie to me that could be about lesbians. Like, I could not be more disinterested. But you're legally obliged to see it. Of course I will see it, (laughs) but that's not the point. That's all. That's like... Look... That's it. Those two items. How much lesbian news does one man need?
Rebecca. Pete. Uh, Chewbacca. <laughs> Which one's Chewbacca? He's the one with a lot of hair. Well, that's Another right one then. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't like do the sound. Do you ever do that at home when you're sitting at home, you're trying to entertain yourself? Do you ever just do a a home improvement? I do it all the time. (laughs) What have you got to plug this week? Oh, um, my usual articles. Things coming up. Exciting things on the horizon. Not really. What's going on for us then? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just have my usual articles you can find. Just follow me on Twitter. What have you got coming up, Peter? I am doing a uh, TEDx style, not a TEDx speech, TEDx (laughs) style speech at the Walkley Foundation's freelancing conference about podcasting. Oh, my God. Um. Now, podcasting, <laughs> it's like a YouTube video, <laughs> but if there was no... It's like a YouTube video that you download. I remembered. Because <laughs> you're an expert in podcasting. Yeah. As someone who's done up to 24 episodes <laughs> of a podcast, including this one, I like That's to think lot. of myself as a bit of an expert. Yeah. Uh, also, I just remembered you can listen to Josh Earl's podcast that I was on when I was in Melbourne. It was really fun. I got to be with lots of um, famous comedians who actually Demi do Lovato. Yes, and no, it wasn't Demi. What's her name? Demi Lardner. Demi, Demi Lovato. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's called "Don't You Know Who I Am." Yes. So look that up. Listen. To which people responded to you? No, no we don't. <laughs> well, that's sound- so. When is your talk? It's in Brisbane. Oh, it's in Brisbane. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's August. Fourth or fifth. Okay. That sounds great. Haven't started writing it yet. It's ages away. Sure. Um, so come to that. I don't think you'll be able to. I think it's just like a paid thing. Um, <laughs> but there are some actual like like good speakers at that conference. Yeah. Michelle Law, I think, is speaking oh, I love there. The... I think John Birmingham's speaking oh, there. Oh, yeah, he's good. So, you know, there's there will be actual people, actual people doing stuff yep. who know things. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter as well. I'm at Peter Taggart. I've started tweeting again. Leaving every five minutes. I probably will leave again because I'm getting Why? really annoyed by it. Why? Um, and you can leave a review for this show on iTunes. Please, Please leave a nice review, Daddy. <laughs> and uh, you can uh, subscribe to the podcast as well. Every subscription counts towards something. To What's ball? a good way to end? Do you think? You usually sing a dumb song. Well, I'm not going to do that. Or you sing a song dumbly. I'm not going to do that for this episode. <laughs> Batter up, hear that call. The time has come for one and all to play ball. See you at the expo. <laughs> Hi, the Australian Psychic Expo is back and this year it's more fantabulous than ever. I just know you'll love it as much as I do. I'm going to buy some crystals if mum gives me the money. I'm going to have a psychic reading. I can't wait. Don't forget, our psychics are the most experienced and accurate in Australia. Fantabulous. 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 See you at the expo.